Hey y'all, welcome to a new um, series on this uh, Your Buddy T-Gob uh, podcast channel. Um, yeah, it's called Porch Poems, and I'm going to explain it more in a sec. Um, but yeah, I'm on my porch and I'm going to read you poems, um, and that's that's it. But um, I kind of wanted to talk about where this all started um, about a month ago. Um, something started shifting in me. Um, I struggle with uh, what's been diagnosed as bipolar disorder. Um, and so my moods uh, started getting erratic. Um, there was the return of um, my rage attacks. So I used to, when I was younger, um, have these really just kind of random kind of rage attacks where I would black out and uh, over the smallest thing and get very uh, irate um, and aggressive um, and it's one of the uh, worst things in my life and one of the most embarrassing parts of my life the most embarrassing part of my life um, and I hadn't had any in um, you know in a couple years and thanks to medication and thanks to mindfulness um, work and all that but those started to come back, and then they, those I had three of them within three weeks, um, and those are also often followed by a heavy depression, um, partly out of embarrassment and shame, and partly um, as like kind of a come down um, from the intensity of um, those manic episodes, um, and then also my psychotic symptoms started coming back. Um, in addition to the rage attacks, um, started having kind of some ambient hallucinations, um, and stuff like that. Um, and de struggling with some delusional thinking. Um, yeah, and I, and I didn't get a handle on it this time. You know, I've had, I've had it f flare up, for lack of a better term, uh, over the years. And over the last couple of years, I've been able to get a good handle on it and get ahead of it. Um, and treat my symptoms and uh, change my routine as needed and all those important mental health things. Um, but I didn't, and I had one of the worst uh, episodes I've had and uh, ended up with the cops being called. And luckily, my girlfriend Beth was able to convince them to let her take me to the hospital instead of them. Um, because they would have taken me to where they wanted to go instead of where I felt I needed to go. Um, I, w I was, wouldn't have been able to pack. Um, and so just being able to do those things with Beth, um, just really, I think, started it really smoothly. Um, so yes, I was hospitalized, um, for the first time in two years. Um, last week, spent a week there, um, spent the week there. Um, and yeah, and I just wanted to kind of talk about that because it birthed this idea for these porch poems, um, and just to kind of get me back to feeling like a poet again. Um, so during my intake, um, it was, it was, you know, we were taught, by then I was calmed down and what often happens at these places is, is they they send you away because if you're not like actively trying to hurt yourself or hurt other people, 
for space and for logistical purposes and just by their definition of needing help. Um, but I knew these episodes were just going to keep happening if I didn't get some help. Um, and I, and I knew that depression was going to get harder to climb out of. Um, so I went to get that and, uh, so I, you know, I was making my case like I, that I need to be there. Um, and, uh, you know, I had this wonderful therapist that worked with me, um, named Paul and, um, you know, Paul comes back in. And he says, well, I have good news and bad news. Good news is we're going to get you your help. And the bad news is you have COVID. And so I've, I've been vaccinated. I'm boosted. I've had it, all that. But you know how it strikes again. So it, so it popped back up. Um, and, you know, we figured out through the week of being there that, um, you know, isolation, me living alone up in Elwood, out in the country, um, by myself, uh, I said alone, but you know what I mean, um, it just really was isolating, and then, so I was coming to this place, hoping to get some human contact, and, uh, and, you know, and be around others, and so I, but I went straight into isolation, um, but I want to, I want to give a shout out, it was, I went to Community North here in Indianapolis, and, I I was so impressed um, and so humbled uh, by their care, the quality of their care, especially in a difficult situation like me being in quarantine. Um, you know, it was all like, the the food, the they gave me a little uh, bell, one of those like bellhop bells that you um, like front desk bells that you can hit um, in case I needed something because I couldn't leave my room to go out there to get water or to um, you know, to get, if I needed, if I needed something, if I needed ibuprofen for the, for the COVID symptoms or whatever. So I would use this little bell and it made me feel real bougie and made me, uh, have a hard time uh, sometimes, uh, feeling like I didn't deserve it or like I was getting special treatment. Um, but they, they really did do an amazing job of just making sure that I didn't feel isolated. There was someone there that come and knock on my door and pop their fully masked head in uh, every 15 minutes, every half hour. Um, and there was this one guy who worked the evening shift. His name, his name was Matt. And he um, was incredible. He, he would lead a small, he would lead a group. And I didn't get to go to groups. Um, and, you know, they go, they go over different symptoms and um and different coping strategies and all that in these groups, um, and I, and I, uh, and but yeah, and so I, I, I didn't feel like I was getting the full experience because I wasn't going to these groups. And without me even saying anything, this Matt guy um, at night would, when they would do a group, would come and bring me whatever handout they had, and um, talk, uh, kind of uh, relay to me what was discussed in the group. And have a little mini conversation with me about that topic, um, and that just um, that just seemed really incredible, um, and was one of the many things last week that started giving me hope again um, that I could be well again, um, and that I was on a a good trajectory. Um, yeah, um, but they got my meds adjusted. 
um, and they've been feeling pretty good. Um, added an anti-anxiety uh, to my mood stabilizers and antipsychotics. Um, yeah, and uh, the psychiatrist suggested a possible either dual diagnosis or replacement diagnosis um, for my bipolar disorder with um, borderline personality disorder. I'm not ready to talk about that. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I think about that. I'm not sure I want to talk to my, my regular um, providers um, and see what they think about that. Um, and I need to do some more research and stuff. But um, it is definitely something to think about. Um, but the main thing was I realized that I needed to get back to, for lack of a better term, my spiritual practice. You know, I'm, I'm an atheist, but I'm a very, I've become a very spiritual person. Um, and my self whatever you want to call it, self-care routine, um, you know, my spiritual practice, whatever you want to call it, um, Really, if it's if it's regular and it's and it's well structured, then it serves my mental health really well. And I had fallen off of it um, in the last month, um, and so yeah. So I so while I was in there, and I was in that, I had all that time to myself. I did yoga twice a day, meditated twice a day, um, was. Uh, journaling and writing and that so one of the things that came out of it um, was I started writing poems again um, because I haven't felt really connected to poetry in a long time um, as many of you know um, an ex of mine who's also a poet um, wrote an essay about me um, about my behavior some of my psychotic behavior um, uh, in our relationship from my early 20s and um, published it with my full name and that basically got me blacklisted from the poetry community that I was a part of um, and you know that I that's her journey and I I I have tried my best to give her the space for that um, but what but just factually it, it took me away from that really important part of my identity. Um, so I've had to learn how to readjust that, um, and I've had to come kind of circle back to poetry, and I have a couple times over the last, uh, you know, five or six years since she published that essay. Um, and, um, yeah, and so, but for whatever reason, being in there and being in that isolation, um, and honestly being a little out of sorts, uh, kind of kick-started the poetry bug again, um, yeah, and, and that's been, that felt really great, and then, um, also kind of along with that, um, I, another big change is, uh, I'm, I've moved in with Beth, uh, we've been talking about it for a while, um, but we, um, we realized we didn't get to do the things we wanted to do because we had this hour difference between us. Um, and so now, um, yeah, so now I'm living with her. We'll, we'll be restarting our podcast, Opposites Refract, on this channel um, next week. Um, yeah, 
now that we live together, we'll have more opportunities to sit down and chat and uh, do those fun things. Um, but I'm in love with her porch. Um, she's in the middle of the, of the city here in Indianapolis. Um, yeah, and I've just been fascinated um, by the planes flying over and the, like kind of the ambient city sounds, the cars and the random people. Um, you know, I was out in the country. My closest neighbor was a quarter mile away, and um, you know, uh, middle of the corn of our family's farm, middle of the uh, corn and bean field, and um, here is just yeah. There's like a buzz to it that is really fascinating, and I just like to kind of take that in from the porch. Um, yeah, and I, and another thing I guess from my spiritual practice I've been missing besides poems and porch sitting, has been podcasting. Apparently I'm really into things that start with P. Um, and, you know, there's something that feels a little self-indulgent about podcasting, especially the way I do these podcasts. Um, and I was always just want to make sure I, I do it for the right reasons. And then I was reading while I was in uh, the psych ward, I was reading a book by Ram Dass called... Uh, Grist for the mill, um, and where he's basically saying that everything in life, good or bad, uh, planned or unplanned, can be part of this kind of grind. It can all be grist for the mill um, in this path towards spiritual awakening. Um, and you know, and his thing, he's got a lot in there about spiritual practices, uh, sadhanas, and that's you know, like I said, that's what I've been working on, and so. Uh, he mentions how offering one's art can be part of one's spiritual practice. And so I realize that that's also a big part of what I do. Whether or not I can be connected to the larger poetry community like I used to be um, doesn't matter. But what I can do is I can offer um, what I'm doing uh, to whoever might want to listen or might need it. Um, so from all that kind of coming together, Porch Poems is born... Um, every other week, I'll be here to read mostly poems of my own, but if there's a poem that relates, um, I will um, add, I will add, add that in as well. Um, but yeah, this is kind of birthed out my friend Kevin's request. There's a plane flying over now. Can you hear it? Yeah, and so I'm doing... The, these on the porch purposely so you get those things like that plane flying over I think that's uh or the crickets if you can hear them um I think it's an important backdrop to kind of this new project and this new path that I'm on um but yeah anyways what I was saying was my friend Kevin um I was talking to him and he was saying we used to live in Austin together back when I was doing a lot of poetry readings and he said how he missed hearing me read my poems um, and I, and you know, I've had a few friends mention that over the years, and so, and I miss reading poems. So, um, so this is this is my offering. Um, thank you to Kevin um, for the nudge. Uh, yeah. So I thought I would read the poems. I've been the last couple of days. I've been uh, editing the poems I wrote in the psych ward. So I thought I would just. Um, Read those to you now. Um, I was trying to explain 
the way I was feeling and some of the psychotic symptoms I was having with the hallucinations and delusions. Um, and the therapist, Paul, during the intake, just wrote, he said, we'll just put down perceptual disturbances. And I was like, I really like that phrase. And so when I got, I was kind of manic. And so as soon as I got to my room, I wrote a poem called Perceptual Disturbances. Oily flicker rises in the ditch, unbridled woo sung by the moon. The doc names what I must have always been avoiding, or maybe chasing. That rage to catch, to know. I daydream my dog sprinting across the desert after some brown streak of flesh and glitter, what turns to be a rattlesnake, but neither dog nor snake, and certainly not me, had hoped for such species. Suddenly the dog turns back, snake saunters on, I am still panicked. To the dog, it is all an illusion, thoughts one very synchronized. My hallucinations live on the periphery. Gust of wind carries my childhood wine. The sky is birdless, but the grass reeks of their shadows. When I was a baby, brother covered my face with the pink cloth peekaboo. After a while, he quit, pulling it away, left the pink cloth there in shame. Many years later, I was told life rings, something rattling like goofy and horrible. Might I add weird and ill-fated and somehow easily deceived and taunted. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I have a hard, sometimes when I get manic, um, and sometimes when I'm having these shifty moods, um, I, I start to get, dwell on something, and sometimes it's, it's usually a project that I'm, that I'm really excited about, and I get, I get wrapped up in it and all this, um, and, and then it fizzles out really quick, um, we were very careful to not let moving in together be one of those. So we tried really hard to be really thoughtful and intentional about the, our conversation around it and our decision to do it um, and not just be some whim of Tyler shouldn't be alone. Let's just do it, you know. And we talked, you know, talked it out and stuff. But um, in, my, in my way, I also had to write about it the possibility uh, uh, of moving in with uh, Beth um, in a poem. So this is the poem I wrote called The Possibility. I lay in the dark and need no eyes to see you. Your stalactite beauty glisters on the top lip of my day. I reach out hands and need our love. The porousness, empty vessel trickling over, turning each phrase another. I perk my ears, waiting for what? Angel's trumpet, delightful call. I know really, like, I know reality like an old dance floor. Like to dance. Nostrils flare, wide as a killer whale. One could fit in each. I crave the squid of comfort, brine of life. One with you. I massage my tongue and my teeth and my gums and my cheeks with this 
toy hammer the universe loaned. Can't get enough. Look, B, the dead are coming back. My dead, precisely. Drunk uncle, his self-inflicted wife, grandpa without coins. Absorb it while you still have eyes and ears and hands and a tongue and a nose, they say through sacred howls, if you will. Um, so another interesting thing um, is I got like this weird brick of a cell phone while I was in there that I could I could ask for and they would ring me if I needed to make a phone call since I couldn't use the community phone uh, and and so that became like my one lifeline out um, and I and a lot of people wouldn't answer because uh, you know it might have said like the hospital or my it might have um, you know, been some other number or restricted number. I'm not sure how it showed up. But, um, so it's hard to get a hold of people. And it also, it's like, I don't want to just be in there bugging people. Um, and I know I need my alone time. But I did uh, call a few people. Uh, and, yeah, and so this was just kind of a poem I wrote in response to that. Disordered with footsteps. I'm trying to reach you. But you won't answer. The number labeled the nut house. I've been here before, haven't we all? Stretched and fractured and strained and focused. Quite hard on waking up. Bing comes the light in the womb. On goes the faded, vaguely military bandana. Out goes booze and the propaganda-ish literature. Handed out front of the old come and go. Can you even hear my pitter-patter. I've been admiring you for many millennia. Just got the guts to say hi. Uh, yeah. Um, then on the third day, I wrote this poem. Everyone has been so nice to me, mostly because no one has witnessed me bust that coffee canister over my head or call some lady a gerbil-headed fuckwad, or discovered my obsession with the human head. Conscious within, yes, but see also, banging it against the wall. Headbangers ball Saturday night, my little wisp of hair begin to reach for the sun, I see peek through my tinted window. Blowjobs, yes, of course. Everyone pops their soft heads into my room to say, bless your poor little head. COVID, and a mental breakdown in one swoop, one week. I'm okay, I tell them. Pale face buried in a book, head tinted in a sheet. I am a ghost, which is the worst thing I can muster right now, which must mean I'm cured. So, in this spiritual journey I've been on, um, Ram Dass has been really important to me, if you've listen to the podcast or pay attention to my old blog or talk to me in person, you know, you probably know. Um, and so I was reading that book, Chris for the Mill, while I was in there, and it was really helping pull me um, out of my ego and back into um, this journey to try to be, as he says, to be nobody, to be less attached to identity and the idea of the self and all that. 
Um, but, you know, I could, I kept falling back into that I amness. Um, in there, just isolated like that. Um, and so I was just kind of looking around, uh, you, you know, at, uh, at all the, the very few contents of my room, and then also at, uh, back and forth between that and, uh, things I had highlighted in, um, in Ram Dass's book. And so this poem kind of came out of it. Um, I usually, uh, really despise these kind of poems, and I kind of despise this one. But um, it, it's something. Particle of light. I am a particle of light. I am the tiny peephole looking in. I am gold Cadillac panic, a philosophical materialist in the womb. I am a wheel which transcends time. I am neither body nor personality which transcends the wheel. I am the sleight of hand trick of whatever we're calling God these days. I am another disallowed commitment, disavowed container. I am grabbing and grabbing through the veil. I am sweatpants without a drawstring, shoes with no laces. I am three discarded surgical masks, no surgeon in sight. I am psychotic, but also the psychiatrist. I am acknowledging my other identities, Stranger in a strange bed, mango lover, too heavy, sexual guru. I am the furious hidden model of how the world works. I am a uh, and wow and woe. I am a reflection of the fact my predicament keeps changing. I am roll-on deodorant, a squeeze of toothpaste, mauve bar of soap. I am green like eggs in the sunbeam. I am the process once thought absolute. I am the still small voice within. I am a bed just big enough for one, two pillows that crunch, crunch into one. I am the unspeakable drag. I am my brother, my dad, my dad. I am a bell when needed. I am the mountain peak within the city lost in the clapping hands. I am whatever comes down the pike. I am craving nothing permanent. I am a particle of light. In the last poem I wrote there in the psych ward, um, I, I tried to get a hold of my friend Michael, um, and he missed the call. And then um, I wrote this poem instead of talking to him, and then I uh, called to read the poem to him, and yeah, and he answered, and we got to chat, which is great, and I got to read this poem. Michael's the one that taught me how to play drums. We used to be in a band in Austin, a fun uh, house party band called Shitty Band, um, and yeah, uh, it's called, it's called Drummer's Remorse. These these symbols are merely symbols for the crashing we feel inside. I miss the way Michael smiles when holding down the ones and the twos, Bill's logo duct taped to the kick drum. We will win one someday. We, we take turns saying back and forth. My train beat has gone off the rails. My hi-hat won't close. Oh well, 
this one guy rocks out in a giant pink cat costume. I prefer to play shirtless. My gut helps keep time. Once, I was in a band, quite shitty and drunk. The music, I mean. Though we were kind and also a bit drunk. Once I fell off my throne, it really was no going back. Thank you for listening. Um, more poems in two weeks, but between then and that, now and then, um, uh, there'll be uh, an episode of Opposites Refract with Beth and I, and hopefully we'll be back on a regular schedule on both these fronts. Um, thank you for listening. Um, email me, call me, um, leave a uh, message on the anchor page if you want to chat about them, if you have any responses. Um, may you uh, may you be happy, may you be free of suffering. Thank you.